It's good to be back again on Search the Scriptures. What a blessing to be able to open up God's Word and study with all of our listeners one more time. We're thankful that you tune in. We know that many of you do on a daily basis or nearly a daily basis. Others frequently when your schedule and the opportunities afford themselves. And others of you may just listen infrequently when you have the opportunity, and there are always new listeners. We're thankful for every single one of you, and we pray that as we get into God's Word each day on this program, that your understanding of God's Word is being broadened and deepened, that you are coming to learn His Word better and better and more and more fully, and that as you're learning His Word, that your faith is growing, that you're becoming closer to God and that you'll ultimately make that decision to come to him in obedience his way. That is our prayer, our prayer, and we do pray for you diligently and regularly. We hope that you are paying attention and that this is making a difference for good in your life. It's always a blessing for me to be able to study on the program along with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. I am certainly blessed as well to be part of this ministry. And I'd like to welcome those who are listening to us today on Search the Scriptures. We're certainly pleased you've tuned in, and we do hope and pray that this time we spend together in God's Word will benefit you and bring you closer to Him. You know, Gary, I, I think often about a passage we have in the book of Joshua back in the Old Testament. And this takes place at a time when the Israelites had gone through the wilderness wanderings some 40 years of time under the leadership of Moses. Moses had died, and Joshua took his place as the leader of this nation. They'd gone into the land of Canaan. They had pretty well conquered it. And just before the time Joshua himself was to die, he gave the people a choice. In Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, he said, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And then he said, your choice is basically this. You can serve idols or you can serve the living God. And he ended up the last phrase in that 15th chapter by saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Of course, making it very clear where he had taken his stand. And I think that's important for all of us to consider on a daily basis, uh, whether we're Christians, whether we're not Christians, whether we're contemplating becoming a Christian, we need to think about this because each and every day, each of us makes choices in this life. And we make choices either for good or for evil. And we really need to carefully consider those choices we make. Boy. Not yet, yeah, carefully, uh, super carefully. Yes. Paul talks about, he uses the word circumspectly. Yes, he does. In Ephesians 5 and verse 15, mm -hmm. that we need to walk circumspectly. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not a word that we use very commonly in our language today, just in our conversational language at least, but it means something beyond just being careful. It means being extra careful. Mm -hmm. thinking ahead of time, mm -hmm. trying to, to kind of scope out mm -hmm. the dangers or the consequences or the benefits of what is ahead of us before mm -hmm. we take that particular pathway. Yes, being very purposeful in each and every step we take. Absolutely. 
So we need to be very thoughtful, very careful, Mm -hmm. very circumspect in how we're living our spiritual lives. We certainly do. And we're talking about this, and this, this is in, in regards to what we're studying right now, because we're studying about freedom. Yes, we are. And we're not studying freedom from a social perspective. Mm-hmm. I know that that does get talked about in a number of uh, religious circles mm-hmm. these days. I don't think that's really what the thrust of Christianity is supposed to be mm-hmm. primarily, what we're really supposed to focus on is freedom from sin. Mm-hmm. We need to be looking at the spiritual as opposed to the physical. Yes, and so many, so many times in so many religious circles, it seems like preaching and teaching gets all focused on, caught up in social freedom, yes, um, political freedom, mm-hmm. uh, national freedom. Well, those, those are important topics. Oh, yes. They're just not primarily what the gospel is about. That's right. Now, the gospel may lead to those as, as uh, byproducts of Christianity, uh-huh. but they're byproducts. They're not the main focus of the gospel. Right. You know, I, I've heard what I think are careless, perhaps, and certainly... Uh, misinformed statements from supposed religious leaders or people who are making a religious statement in our society, things along that line. The gospel is about uh, freedom for, you know, people in other nations, or the gospel is about feeding the poor. Well, now again, those may be good works related to the gospel, but the gospel is about, primarily, is about setting us free from sin. Yes, that's absolutely the case. Not from dictators. No. Not from famine or drought. No. From the condemnation of sin. That's right, and we've already mentioned it in this particular series of lessons, Gary, how someone who is even today living under a dictatorship can enjoy freedom from sin even if they don't have physical or personal freedom. That's right. They can live their entire life in a land where there is no freedom. Mm -hmm. And that has been the case in many parts of this world, I guess, just about as long as the world has existed. Yes. Since Eden, you know, perhaps, Mm -hmm. nearly anyway. Yes. But they can live in those places of Mm non-freedom, and they can still give their lives to Christ, be set free from the guilt of sin, and go to heaven. Absolutely. And on on the other side of the ledger, you can have people who live in the freest land in the world Mm -hmm. and die in sin Mm -hmm. and go to hell. That's exactly true. Because they died slaves of sin. That's right. So it's not the physic on the physical plane that we need to be most concerned about our freedom. It is on the spiritual plane. It absolutely is. Let's go back to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And how about reading verses 6 and 7 again for us? Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. 
He who has died has been freed from sin. Mm -hmm. Now, we went into some detail and depth looking at this particular text, going back to chapter 6 and verse Mm 2, where Paul talks about how we have died. And as you pointed out so very well in our last program, he's talking about Christians who have died to sin mm-hmm. by virtue of their having become Christians. That's right. Then he goes into a rather detailed account of how that happens. Mm-hmm. One, verse three, as, as one is baptized into Christ, he is baptized into his death. Mm-hmm. Buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should, be, should walk in newness of life. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so Paul is saying, when you were baptized into Christ, and that's how you get into Christ, the mm-hmm. only way you get into Christ that we find in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Now somebody else might jump up and down and say, oh, no, no, it's, it's your prayer. You, you won't find that in Scripture. You, That's right. The only way you find in Scripture to get into Christ is through baptism. Yes. This is one verse, Romans 6, 3. The other one, it's the only other one, is Galatians 3, 27. Mm-hmm. Now, so as you're baptized into Christ, Paul says, you're baptized into his death. Jesus literally died on that cross. Mm-hmm. As we're baptized into him, we die to sin. Yes. This, this is a tremendous text in Romans chapter 6 talking about that. Jesus was literally buried in that tomb. Mm-hmm. As we are plunged beneath the waters of baptism, being baptized into Christ, we are buried in that water. Yes. Now, you bury a dead person. That's correct. That's why they put Jesus in the tomb. Mm-hmm. That's why we bury people in graves. Yes. You're dying to sin as you're being baptized into Christ. You're being buried, that old person that you were. And as you pointed, as you read a moment ago in Romans chapter 6 and verse 6, our old man was crucified with him. Yes. That old man of sin, what we used to be, how we used to live. So you're buried with him in the waters of baptism. And just as he came forth from that tomb alive, as we come up out of that, the waters of baptism, having been completely buried in them, as we come up out of them, we are now a different person spiritually. That's correct. We're that new man yes. or woman, man used yes. generically there. Sure. We have been reborn mm-hmm. spiritually. Paul put it so well in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, when he said that those who are in Christ to become a new creation. New creation, yes. The old yes. things have passed away. All things have become new mm-hmm. to that individual. Right. Yes, absolutely. Now we come back to Romans 6 and verse, verse, at the end of verse 6, he says, we should no longer, by virtue of having been buried with him in baptism and being risen with him, As a new creation, we should no longer be slaves of sin. That's right. And that goes back to what Paul said in verse 2. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And of course, it's a rhetorical question. The answer is, of course, we should not be living in sin. We died to it. We're Christians. We're different. That's right. We're not that way anymore. Yes. We're not that old person anymore. 
Yes. So we were set free from sin. And mm-hmm. that's what verse 7 says. Yes. He who has died has been freed from sin. Yes. So we were slaves of sin. As we were baptized into Christ, we were set free from sin. Mm-hmm. Jesus paid the ransom price for our release, for our spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go a little further in Romans chapter 6. Drop down to verse 17. And how about reading verses 17 and 18? But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Wow, what a transformation. <laughs> I'd that say so. Portrays. Yes. You were slaves of sin. Mm-hmm but you obeyed from the heart. Now that reminds me of a, of a text at back in Hebrews chapter five, verses eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how Jesus actually went through the process as a man on this earth of quote unquote, learning obedience. Yes, that's correct. Not that he didn't know what obedience was, but I think that was for our benefit. I think so. If he had to learn the process of obedience, then certainly we should take that seriously in regards to our need to learn obedience. That's right. How, does verse, how do verses 8 and 9 read there in, in Hebrews chapter 5? Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him to all who obeyed him. Mm -hmm. So here's this key. You obeyed from the heart, Romans 6 and verse 17, Uh that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Yes. Now, back in Hebrews 5 and verse 9, it says that Jesus became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. That's correct. You know, Dennis, a lot of people say that there's nothing we can do in regards to our salvation. Yes, uh, certainly I've heard that as well. And there's a certain aspect of that which is true. We cannot be good enough. We cannot do enough good works in and of ourselves to earn salvation. Nothing we can do in and of ourselves. But, as we've said many times on this program, man has a response to make to the provisions God has put in place. Yes. God has done his part in the salvation plan. Man must do his part or her part. And our part is faithful obedience. That's exactly right. There's no escaping that teaching in Scripture. Oh, no. No, that ninth verse of Hebrews chapter 5, it doesn't get any clearer than that. Jesus is the source or the author of eternal salvation, not to everyone notice to those who obey him. So it's conditional. And that is parallel to what we read a moment ago in Romans 6 and verse 17. Yes. God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you have obeyed, obeyed from the heart. Mm -hmm. That form of doctrine, doctrine means teaching, Mm -hmm. to which you were delivered. Yes. You obeyed. Mm -hmm. Then the the next statement is significant and having been set free from sin. Now, having been set free from sin, 
by the grammatical construction there is obviously a result of your having obeyed from the heart. Mm-hmm. Not that you earned it, mm-hmm. not that you, you did it yourself, but that was your response to God's offer mm-hmm. of grace and mercy. That's right. And without your proper response, then God's offer of grace and mercy would not be extended or would be, you know, drawn back. Yes. That's how we're to understand it, I believe. Mm -hmm. So having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Yes. There's that new creation again. Yes, it sure is. You're a new person, spiritually. You still got all the same physical warts and freckles and, and... physical appearance, but inwardly, spiritually, you've been changed. You've Mm -hmm. been transformed. Mm -hmm. You've been born again. Yes. You're new. Absolutely. You're new. A tremendous image here. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back to chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, and let's look at verses 6 through 10 there. I think the fuller context would be... uh, good for us here. In fact, let's go on down through verse 11, 6 through 11. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. There's some pretty stark terms used in that text. Yes, there are. In regard to the person who is still in sin. Mm-hmm. First one is in verse 6, ungodly. Yes. Christ did not die for good folks. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he died for everybody, didn't he? He certainly did. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right. Romans 3 and verse 23. Mm-hmm. So somebody might get a little bit haughty in their self-perspective and think, well, yeah, it, you know, it's, at least I'm not, you know, a rapist, a murderer, a bank robber, you know, somebody like that. I was a pretty good person. No, no, you were, you were ungodly. That's right. Ungodly mm-hmm. before Christ died for you and before you came to him properly mm-hmm. and were baptized into him for the remission of your sins. You were ungodly. Yes. Now, the second term there is sinners. Yes, it is. Sinners. We not need to not beat around the bush. Somebody who is outside of Christ, somebody who is not living according to God's teachings, is a sinner. You know, it's not what we would call politically correct in our society to say something like that, Gary, and yet God doesn't pull any punches. You know, he calls people in this state sinners, pure and simple. Ungodly sinners. And then the third term is enemies. Mm-hmm. And it, that's within reference to God. Enemies of God. That's right. Verse 10, when mm-hmm. we, for if when we were enemies, enemies, we were reconciled to God. 
-hmm. Now, every one of those terms applies to every single individual alive in this world who is old enough to understand what sin is, the mm -hmm. difference between righteousness and unrighteousness, and has yet to become a true New Testament Christian, baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins. Mm -hmm. They are ungodly, they are sinners, they are enemies of God. That bothers a lot of people, I suspect. Yes. Because yes, they don't want does. to think about themselves that way. No. And yet that is the consequence of sin. It certainly is. And you know, that's the negative side of it. But when you think of this from the other side or the positive perspective, this says so much about God's love for mankind that while we were in this position of being ungodly, of being sinners, and of being his enemies, still he sent Christ to die for us. Verse 8. Yes. And, and here's, that other, here's, here's another term that's very stark, but it's on the positive side, and that's reconciled. Yes. Brought back into a right relationship with right. God. Yes. Through Christ. Uh-huh. Christ died on that cross to pay the price for our freedom mm -hmm. from the slavery to sin. Exactly. Now, it's up to us to act in such a way as to take advantage of that price being paid for us. That's correct. Let's close with one more passage of Scripture quickly, and that's Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He's speaking to Christians again who mm -hmm. have been set free. They have become Christians. Yes. They've been forgiven through the blood of Christ. And yet they're, they're teetering on the edge of turning away from Christ, away from his teachings. And Paul says, don't become entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Mm -hmm. Now he's talking specifically there about going back into the Old Testament law of Moses, but that would be sin. He goes yes. on and he says, if you do that, you're going to be cut off from Christ. Mm -hmm. You've been set free. That's right. You've been set free from that old law and you've been set free from sin. Exactly. Don't get entangled again with that yoke of bondage. Don't become slaves of sin mm -hmm. again. Yes. Friends, contact us right now. Ask for that free Bible study and learn how you can be set free forever and ever from the slavery of sin. No matter how bad you might think you have lived your life, no matter what horrible sins you might think you have committed, Christ died and paid the price to set you personally free from the slavery of sin. Contact us right now.